In Defense of the Ever-Virginity of the Virgin Mary by Elder Cleopa of Romania from his book, The Truth of Our Faith. The inquirer asks Elder Cleopa, All right, but why do we then call Mary Ever-Virgin, when at the same time her son himself calls her woman, which means that she was married and not a virgin, as it thus stands to reason from the word of Scripture, when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple standing by whom he loved, he said unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. He addresses her in the same bluntly disdainful manner at the wedding in Cana of Galilee. Woman, what have I to do with thee? For this reason, neither can we consider her as someone greater, nor can we offer to her special veneration and honor. Elder Cleopa responds, In the first passage, in no case is a disdainful word spoken. On the contrary, it is clear how, from natural disposition, he makes sure to entrust her to the protection of the Apostle John, knowing that he would no longer remain on earth, that for the rest of her life she would be under his protection and care. This is not an action of scornfulness, but truly an act of great honor and great veneration toward his mother. For even while suffering on his cross, he did not forget to care for her. And if he called her woman, in no way did he say it to mean a married woman or as a sign of disrespect, but only in the sense of gender and of sex. For that is exactly how the two angels spoke to Mary Magdalene at the tomb. Woman, why weepest thou? And the two men who appeared at the ascension of the Lord into heaven said to the apostles, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? Neither the angels nor the two men said the words woman and men with scornfulness, but rather, on the contrary, in a kind manner. Inquirer. Granted, but where is it said in Holy Scripture that Mary, the mother of Jesus, was a virgin, and even ever virgin, as the Orthodox faithful refer to her. Elder Cleopa responds, That in truth she gave birth as a virgin, Holy Scripture discloses to us in the following way. When the archangel Gabriel came to Nazareth and announced to her that she would bear the Son of God, entering into her house, he called to her, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. And looking at him, she was frightened by his words and thought within herself, What manner of salutation is this? And the angel said to her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then Mary said unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing that I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Spirit shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy being who shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. You heard that the archangel venerated the Virgin Mary, calling her full of grace and blessed among women, that she had great grace from God, that she had never known a man, that she was overshadowed by the power of the Most High, and that she conceived and gave birth to the Son of God by the Holy Spirit. You also heard that although she was a virgin, 
as she had never known a man. The angel did not say to her, Blessed art thou among virgins, but blessed art thou among women, without this word expressing disdain for the most holy Theotokos, she who is full of grace and revealed mystically from olden times. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. It is she who was given to be the mystical and spiritual Eve, and to give birth to Christ, the new Adam, he who would bring true life into the world. The divine fathers of the church tell us that Christ is called seed of the woman, because he was not born by sperm of man, but by the Holy Spirit, and from the most holy blood of the all-holy virgin he took his flesh. On the great day of the future judgment, this queen and virgin Mary will sit on the right of her son with great and inexpressible glory, as the psalm reveals. At thy right hand stood the queen, arrayed in a vesture of inwoven gold, adorned in varied colors. Seeing that the archangel Gabriel called her a woman, knowing her to be a virgin, saying, Blessed art thou among women, how is it that you still suppose the Virgin Mary was married? Nonetheless, consider this also. When God created Eve from the side of Adam, and led her to him, and he named her woman, was Eve thus married just because Adam called her woman? Likewise, wasn't Eve a virgin since she was created from the virgin body of Adam without him having physical relations with a woman? Thus, if Eve was created virgin by God, and if God himself, along with Adam, called this virgin woman, how is it that later he calls Mary woman with a meaning, as you maintain, of a married woman? The meaning differs within this one word to such a degree? God, as much as Adam, called Eve woman when she was a virgin because she had a female and not male nature showing thus the feminine sex. In no way is it understood that God and Adam called her who was received from the side of Adam, and was still a virgin, a woman with the meaning of married woman. For just as Eve was a virgin when he called her woman, so too the mystical and spiritual Eve, the most holy Virgin Mary, she who gave birth to Christ the new Adam, is virgin unto the ages of ages, even though Holy Scripture refers to her as woman. At this time, Adam, by the will of God and in virginity, gave birth from his body to a woman, yet not by sexual intercourse with a woman. When the fullness of time had come, the female nature in synergy with the Holy Spirit gave birth to a man, yet not by relations with a man. In virginity, the Virgin Mary gave birth and remained virgin, just as in the beginning. In virginity, Adam gave birth without the cooperation of a woman, remaining virgin. Thus, God deigned through the Virgin Mary to cure the fallen nature of the old Adam with a new Adam born of the Virgin. He came into the world and was invested with our nature out of inexpressible goodness and mercy in order to redeem the old Adam along with his whole race from punishment and death. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Thus, pay close attention. Holy Scripture does not call the mother of God a woman 
and thereby mean married woman, as some believe. But with the word woman reveals only the sex, the given female nature of the ever-Virgin Mary, while simultaneously, in a hidden or concealed manner, saying that she is the woman whose seed, Christ, will bruise the head of the serpent and through whom shall come the salvation of mankind. In addition to the above, we should add the following. In that the Virgin Mary was the mother of the Savior, she was granted the greatest honor a human being could receive. When, by the Holy Spirit, she conceived in her womb the Savior of the world, she was completely pure of every sin, more so than any human being, no matter how holy he might be. Moreover, the honor to be shown the ever-Virgin Mary has been prophesied by God, a similar honor having never been shown to any other human being, and thus it is proper that she be considered the first among the saints, just as John the Baptist was the greatest among the prophets. On account of all that has been said, the Holy Virgin Mary should be venerated with the greatest honor and piety among the saints, inasmuch as she is the queen and the crown of all the saints. As it concerns the truth of her remaining a virgin after the birth of the Savior, see the prophecies of Ezekiel, which refer to her. Inquirer From what has been presented, we can see and believe that, indeed, the Virgin and Mother of Jesus Christ, Mary, remained forever a virgin, and that besides Jesus she never had other children. All the same, it is written in Scripture that Joseph knew her not until she brought forth her firstborn son. This seems to imply that afterward she could have had other children. Elder Cleopa responds, Indeed, Holy Scripture does say, and knew her not until she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Yet, be attentive, for in Holy Scripture, the phrase heos has, until when, means eternally. The Lord says, and lo, I am with you always, even unto heos, the end of the world. Does this mean that the Lord will depart from us at the end of the world? Listen to what the divine apostle Paul says, And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And in another place of holy scripture it is written, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand, until I make thine enemies the footstool of thy feet. Could it be that this means our Savior Jesus Christ will not sit at the right hand of the Father, and reign with him unto the ages of ages? We know very well that, of his kingdom there shall be no end. In another place of Holy Scripture, when speaking about Noah, it says, He sent forth a raven, which went forth to and fro, until the waters were dried up from the earth. Does this mean that the raven returned at one point to the ark? But we know that the raven never returned. Again, elsewhere, it is seen that Michal, daughter of Saul and wife of David, had no children unto the day of her death. Does this mean that she gave birth to children after her death, since it says, unto the day of her death? Therefore, open and fix your intellectual eyes upon these three important testimonies, which are representative of many others found in Holy Scripture, and understand that the phrase heos has in Scripture conveys the meaning of eternity. Thus, 
the Savior will be eternally with his apostles and with all those who have kept his commandments, and he will stand on the right hand of the Father sharing in his eternal reign. Thus, the raven will never return to the ark of Noah, and Michal, the daughter of Saul, after her death, will never acquire children. And in this way exactly, the just and God-fearing Joseph never knew she who was a virgin, a virgin before the birth of Christ, during the bearing of Christ, and after the birth of Christ. The most holy and most pure Virgin Mary, Theotokos and Mother of the Light, the Queen of Angels and of the race of men. Furthermore, we can add the observation that the expression heos has does not refer strictly to the duration of the condition of Mary's virginity, but, on the contrary, is used to emphasize precisely the fact that Jesus Christ was born of the Virgin without a man. For this reason, some editions of the New Testament prefer the translation, Without Joseph knowing her, Mary gave birth to her only son, which means the same thing as we showed above.